Welcome to Treasure Valley Podcast, a Lower Gentry Studios production. I'm your host, Chuck O'Noctane. This episode is sponsored by the web series Canyon County. After a personal tragedy, a social worker navigates the stresses of a mental health care career. Battling her supervisor and her own stubbornness, she tries to help a high school student become a functioning member of society. Canyon County is streaming free on YouTube. It is hosted on Lower Gentry's channel. If you live in Nampa or Caldwell, you'll recognize a lot of the locations used. Putting that series together was a blast. The writer-director was a social worker for years, as was I. And I can say that if you are in the mental health field, you'll definitely be able to relate to the situations shown in each episode. If you aren't in mental health and think you want to give it a go, you should probably watch Canyon County because it's not all sunshine and rainbows. Many green healthcare workers come into the field with distorted expectations. Having spent four to six years in school learning information and facts about psychology, they assume that applying their philosophy to those unable to adequately manage their mental health diagnosis will put their clients on the path to success. I was one of those green social workers. I thought that applying behavioral principles would put kids with debilitating depression and anxiety on the right path forward. What I learned after several years is that the path is never quick, and the peaks and valleys in functioning always fluctuate. When I started... I was completely ignorant, because reading a book is just the first step in learning how to help people. As I spent time on the job, I adjusted my confidence level and my own abilities, which brings me to the topic of this podcast. What is the connection between ignorance and arrogance? Science has something to say about this, but before I get into the research, I want to share with you an exchange that I listened to this week. I do my best to keep myself informed on the goings-on in our valley, our state, and our country, and I observed an interaction this week on a live broadcast of a health district meeting. One of the elected officials was attempting to make the point that you can't trust the medical community. His sources, the exact dates and method of publication, he may have been reticent to share, but to my estimation, he was pulling headlines he read from memory and summarizing having not read the articles while adding his own colorful adjectives. His sources supported his point of being unable to trust the medical community because these sources all conflicted in regards to mask wearing and how immunity from COVID works, as in how long immunity lasts. A doctor on the panel was quick to point out that it is now understood masks help stop the spread of COVID and also articulated that COVID is a virus unlike any other we have seen in the sense that the variability between individuals is large. Some people have severe symptoms and die from them, some people have no symptoms. Some people gain longer immunity. Some gain no immunity at all. So the conflicting news reports this board member heard might all be true as they focused on a specific group or specific individuals. The ignorant board member then alluded to the fact that things used to work better in healthcare. That's when the physician then offered to use 1970s treatment tactics on the untrusting board member if he ever suffered a heart attack. That interaction made me laugh. A lot. It's fun to watch a layperson argue against an expert, and it got me thinking about the Dunning-Kruger effect. For those of you who are unfamiliar, the Dunning-Kruger effect, as defined by Wikipedia, is the cognitive bias in which people with low ability overestimate their ability. The Dunning-Kruger effect was named after psychologists David and Justin. Their last names were Dunning and Kruger. Anyway, this phenomenon was discovered relatively recently, as Dunning and Kruger originally published results to their study unskilled and unaware of it, how difficulties in recognizing one's own competence lead to inflated self-assessments in January of the year 2000, which was lucky because Y2K was supposed to cause the end of the world at midnight on January 1st, 2000. The two psychologists consistently identified gaps in humans' ability to gauge their own performance. 
The study went as follows. Dunning and Kruger brought in research subjects and gave them a few tests. They tested their logical reasoning abilities by giving them questions from the LSAT. They tested their English grammar skills by having them correct written mistakes. And they also gauged the subject's humor by rating jokes from a wide variety of sources, such as Woody Allen, Al Franken, and a book titled Really Silly Pet Jokes by Jeff Rovin. I googled the book and was only able to find the cover, which aside from the title reads, What kind of dogs have their eyes closest together? The smallest ones. Jeff Rovin's pet joke book was actually so good, he wrote a sequel called More Really Silly Pet Jokes. What do you get when you cross a parrot with a pig? A bird that hogs the conversation. I'm sad I couldn't find a copy to purchase on Amazon. I thought it was interesting that the ability to rank jokes by level of humor was included in this study, so I checked out the ranking process. What Dunning and Kruger did was have professional comedians rank all the jokes under the assumption that the comedians would be better able to gauge what an audience would laugh at. The subject's rankings were then compared to the average rankings of all the comedians put together. Anyway, Dunning and Kruger bring in three groups of people and give them three different tests. After the test, the subjects were asked how well they think they did. That simple question is the crux of the entire Dunning-Kruger effect and the study as a whole, because nearly all the subjects rated themselves as average. This includes the people that totally bombed these tests, but also those that were above the 90th percentile. Dunning and Kruger thought that the individuals who were actually skilled at the tasks underestimated their abilities because they were more aware of the material and their own limitations, whereas those that were oblivious thought they had a really good handle on what was going on. So, how do you get people to understand that they're completely incompetent? That was the challenge Dunning and Kruger took on next. They decided to bring back the top performers and the worst performers in the grammar test. They then showed them a sample of tests from other subjects and asked them again to rate their own grammar skills, hoping that seeing how others did would correct the views that they had about themselves. Well, the highly skilled individuals quickly realized that they were above average. However, the incompetent subjects were still unable to recognize their own incompetence. They continued to believe that their grammar skills were above average. Their grammar skills, as in T-H-E-R-E. Dunning and Kruger were hell-bent on trying to get the group of dunces to recognize their ineptitude. They finally figured out how to do it. The key was simple. Education. Dunning and Kruger repeated their study again, focusing on the logic questions. This time, they brought the poorly performing group back and gave them training on how to correctly solve logic puzzles. Finally, this oblivious group recognized, oh, hey, I'm not as bright as I thought I was. Dunning and Kruger found that education in the form of training and likely experience was quickly able to give insight to the short-sighted. I think that it's important to keep in mind that the more confident an individual is about a specific subject, the higher the likelihood is that that person is also incompetent, as those that are highly competent tend to be less cocksure. Going back to the district health board meeting, it makes sense that the doctor is explaining why findings about COVID can be so confusing for the layperson. It's because the experts still don't know everything, and they admit that they don't know everything. Meanwhile, people that have zero medical experience are confident that the coronavirus epidemic is overblown or non-existent. Watching the Southwest District Health meeting was both funny and highly upsetting. Just so you know, the way the health districts work here in Idaho is that the board members are appointed by their county commissioners. The Southwest Health District, 
which is in charge of managing the pandemic in Canyon County, where I live, consists of six laypeople and one doctor. Guess which group show the most confidence in coming up with decisions regarding how to handle COVID? Up in Kootenai County, one health district board member, Alan Banks, is so ignorant, he spent time grilling healthcare professionals while denying the existence of COVID. He is quoted as saying that something is making people sick, quote, and I'm pretty sure that it's not coronavirus. The question that you should be asking is, what's making them sick? Ugh, morons. Back to Dunning and Kruger, I was disappointed to find out that they didn't extend their research to address experts' confidence outside of their field. I'd be very interested in knowing if people that excel in one area and recognize their skills in that area are more or less likely to be overconfident in their abilities in unrelated fields. The reason I would like to know is I get the feeling that those that are experts at persuasion and gathering attention, for example, politicians, believe their skills are near universal. So what can we do to avoid being misled and take the correct advice into account? Well, first check credentials and make sure those credentials apply to the area that you need information. Don't get all excited about your friend's diet advice because he lost that beer belly in a month. The internet is full of useful information from knowledgeable people, but unfortunately, that information requires some digging. You may have to read a book about diet, which takes longer than looking at a meme, but there's value gained in the time spent ingesting nuance and details. Another thing to try is to question those that are sure of themselves. You may assume a confident individual is an experienced individual, but as Dunning and Kruger pointed out, those that are highly skilled are more likely to question their competence. So, ironically, it may be best to listen to those that point out the unknowns and gray areas. Someone who knows what they're doing understands shade of gray and avoids black and white thinking. They will also likely show humility. You probably already know examples of these people. It's the difference between a friend that is constantly offering unrequested advice versus the friend whose consult you seek. I don't know what it is about ignorance, but people that have it also tend to have infinite and valueless pointers on every aspect of the human condition. And probably the most important way to avoid being duped by ignorant confidence is to question your own logic, understanding, and ability. Are you sure you can build that deck after watching one YouTube video? Do you really understand what's going on with all the complicated political issues arising in our country today? Or are you just extrapolating your limited personal experience and applying it grossly to situations that have nothing to do with anything you have ever experienced? I don't care who you are, there are things that we all suck at. Even Albert Einstein was in the bottom percentile when it comes to fashion sense and hair care. Take some time to question your own stances, please, because I'm annoyed at having to hear about them all the time on social media. Finally, a very important finding in Dunning and Kruger's research is that we all think we are average. We believe that a majority of people are like ourselves, which is dangerous both for the incompetent and the highly skilled. The dunces are ignorantly wreaking havoc, and the experts are baffled when people don't get what they consider to be obvious. So, you may think you're average, but you're likely not. I would imagine that you're exceptional, mostly because you listen to this podcast. Oh yes, and please don't be reluctant to share with other exceptional people.